I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was stopped. I do like Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be a show prep? This could be a while. Cut face smash. Bad Burning Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 129 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And I apologize right away if I sound different nasally. or nasally, or if I if I come through this episode saying like Fran Drescher from the Damn Nanny. My apologies, but I'm getting over a uh, some Is sort of a damn sinus nanny, kind of like the goddamn Batman, right? Like, right. <laughs> well, you gotta understand. Sorry, no. no you so okay, but tangent. think about it. Like that's a show for all of its intents and purposes that could have only came out in the time period that it did. Oh, yeah. Because that chick's voice is so goddamn annoying. <laughs> and I'm sure she plays it up a little bit for the show, but still, like, it was, like, it was stereotypical Jewish. I mean, all, all of these things that you just, you wouldn't get away with on TV now, A, because TV now is actually fairly decent and good um, <laughs> compared to that show. Uh, like, 90s sitcoms were really weird. They were either actually really decent... Or they were like, so you had like the really decent ones, but they were either really decent because they were decent or they were really decent because they were like so super bad, cheesy and safe, like yeah. uh, Family Matters, um, Full House. Step by step. Step by step. Those ones, like, you know, um, or they were. JT Forever. They were what? <laughs> oh, oh, like Home Improvement. Yeah. Like that one was a good show, but the premise of it was, you know. <laughs> so um but then on the flip side of that you had like the nanny mm-hmm. which was just this all the time and you're just like oh my god it's like somebody's taking a fucking like crane and like choking it out whenever she opens her mouth um and then uh what was the other one that was really crappy that was super popular during that period of time um i don't know yeah, I don't, I don't, well, like, I remember, like, uh, no, it wasn't that one, that was something else, because those ones were a lot, super pop, like, you, you had, like, your stereotypical, like, quote, quasi, um, quasi soap operas, like, Beverly Hills, 90210, right. Melrose Place, right. um, like, Friends, like it or not, Friends was a decently produced put together show, you don't mm-hmm. have to enjoy it, but it wasn't, I think nobody could argue that it wasn't, 
it was very successful. Right. It was very successful, but it was also very, it was, it was a well put together show. Like it wasn't successful based solely, like Family Matters was all carried by Urkel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that, that was the, uh, the stick for that one. Um, but like Friends was a fairly decent thing, minus the fact that part of the storyline was carried by the, our Ross and, and Rachel, Rachel, the Aniston character going to ever like, you know, be a thing for, for realsies and whatnot. Um, and then that's where you got the, uh, uh, the scary cat or hairy cat. What was that song? Smelly cat. Smelly cat. That's the one. There we go. Um, but then like you had like Seinfeld. What's the deal? Da, 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 da. You know, I'm like, oh, God. Hey, there are people who are just <sighs> just as in love with that show as like friends or yeah, and that was one I could like all his racist rants bullshit aside. I liked the Kramer character because like <laughs> it was, he was just like the wild card, um, and everybody's got that friend that's just kind of like the wild card. But the rest of it was just like I, I've never really got a, into his like what's the deal stand up blah blah blah. Um, and, and and but yet that comedians in car doing coffee thing he's doing now is actually fairly decent. Um, and I know pro- some people have probably already heard this before because this is a lot of stuff that Eric said earlier this week. And uh, oh, is are we re- rehashing things? Because I, no, I have caught I, this week. I slipped into that a little. That yeah, I was rehash that that Seinfeld <laughs> portion of it was a rehashing of what he had said. But it's the truth. Like I just I, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I cannot get behind the what's the, the, his comedy in the nineties was like why, <laughs> what what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> um so but yeah and you know so there's those mainstays where they were either good because they were good or they were good just because like they were shitty like it was they were so shitty that they were they were okay like my sister grew up attached to mighty Morphin power rangers yeah i'm familiar with that and that show is horrendous i know and yet you somehow get in, like I caught you I would get catch involved my, in it right I would catch myself like oh what's the big ranger gonna do well like <laughs> was it Rita was the name of the evil moon queen I think so something like that pretty sure and her like little monkey looking sidekick I don't um, I yeah there was times where it was like oh you can't you can't don't don't hurt the ranger <laughs> and then of course my sister was enamored with a white ranger who I think became the green ranger or was that the other way around he started off green and became white. Tommy is all I remember was his name. You know more Ponytail. than I do at this point, right? Because I'm, not because I didn't watch it, but because I didn't don't remember it. Like I watched that show. Well, I did. Uh, my brother did. So, in fact, I right. believe he got banned from watching it because he was beating up on people. He was acting out the yeah. Power Rangers in real life. Yeah, so. fair enough. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, but there there were qualities to that show that were like you know were universally cool like that Voltron Transformers things that like attach together and make a bigger robotic <laughs> thing to stomp around. I Kikassin. think the value that's in those a universally shows, awesome like concept, right? I think the value in those shows was that they were very they seemed very adult to kids. Right. They didn't talk down to kids. They made. For lack of a better description, they mm-hmm. they just they seemed like a more adult show than they were, right? Because they were acted and produced in such a way that they seemed like a like a soap opera that kids could watch, right? So like, like along the lines, I, I've always been told, and I and I watched it, but I really don't have an opinion one way or the other because I'm not so deep into the lore 
of this character that I've seen the other stuff, <laughs> but the the, um, the 90s era Batman cartoon, right, with the Joker mm-hmm. being voiced by what's his name, was like Batman, what is yeah. considered one of the best. It it really was storylines and whatnot. And I watched it, and it was really good. And there was dark times, and yeah. there was dark, you know, and it was a really good cartoon. I just haven't seen enough of the other yeah. comparative stuff um, to really make a claim like that's the best Batman ever or anything like that. Was, Nor do I really get that far into the nerd right. rage on any of those kinds of topics anyways. But there so. was a whole raft of shows at that time frame that were, instead of being like the kids shows now where everything has to be educational and like, this teaches you how to cooperate with your friends. Like, it's it was just a show and what you got out of it, you got out of it. I mean... Well, and there was there was always lessons, but yeah. they weren't so heavy handed. Well, they were heavy handed. Well, <laughs> ham fisted was they no because like so. In fact, it's gonna be this is a perfect segue right but, into our little song we're about, play like, here in a second. No, but I'm thinking about nine hundred two one zero. Like right. there was always like the very spe- this on this very special episode of nine hundred two one zero. So and so will struggle with right. depression, or so and so will struggle with, um, with their drug problem, or they had that with uh, uh, what you talking about, Willis? That show, um, yeah. Where I, the guy was trying to get him to ride him like a bicycle. It was just... When you watch that episode now, you're like, what in the actual fuck? <laughs> um, and that was kind of like one of those, you know, special don't let guys touch you in your pee-pee area thing. I don't remember that one. That one's before yeah. my time. Yeah, so. it was... Um, that was... Uh, yeah. Uh, that was crazy. So every, every one of those things had that. But I'm just saying in general, like, just take... Um, Oh, it's a good 90s era. So let's take a Tiny Toons, not Tiny Toons, Animaniacs. Okay. Very much a Looney Tunes-esque cartoon where they don't explain everything to you and draw it out for you and crayon. Yeah, but you, I'm talking about non-cartoons. Specifically. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think if they do that now. In the, no, I think really the last time you had anything like that was, um, do-do-do-do-do, California. Oh, what was the name of that show? Um, I watched the entire fucking run of it. It's stuck on the tip of my tongue. Made that one guy who was the played the geeky kid popular, and the other guy is now playing the cop in that one. OC. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was like very like you watch that, and it, it was one of those storylines that drew you in. And I like I said, I watched the entire run with my ex um, and whatnot. But it was still very very soap opera ish and very very. Um, Oh, what what crazy wacky scenario is that? Uh, what's that girl's name? The one that was in uh, uh, Signs, not Signs. Um, I see dead people. Uh, Sixth Sense. She was really young. She was a girl that was barfing in Sixth Sense because her mom was um, poisoning her. Vino. No, 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 no. I don't know names of people all the time. Anyways, she was played the next door neighbor in OC, who was the love interest of the Misha Barton. Misha, yeah. Um, and uh, it was kind of like that show is like, what's she? What's Misha's character going to do wacky this week? Is she going to pass out drunk in Mexico? Is she going to, you know, drive their car with and get caught up with his gangbanger? Who's how do you have a gangbanger in Malibu? Whatever. I mean, and, and so, <laughs> streets of Malibu, <laughs> right? And so that you know that was kind of compared comparison. But if you if you break it down to like the cartoons though, and you look at some of the cartoons now versus like the Animaniacs and whatnot. Yeah. Animaniacs, you had to draw to your own conclusions, and you, you they were very much, like, like I said, a Looney Tunes-esque cartoon where it, everything wasn't like A, B, like they didn't connect the dots. Um, and there are some cartoons now that don't do that, but like, well, we're going to play the song from you guys mm-hmm. here in a little bit because it's hilarious. Um, this show, is it Nickelodeon? Is it a Nickelodeon property? It's a Nickelodeon. It's yeah. a Nick Jr. property. It's called Shimmer and Shine. 
It's about two genies in training. It's about two genies that are in training. And if you ever want to look at something, like maybe this whole whitewash of other cultures and whatnot. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. Like, okay, so these genies are it's like it's like it's like the whole jesus thing these genies are white like you're like really you're gonna tell me these two genies from the middle east are you know pasty white like the mormons you see in utah (laughs) and whatnot but the entire time though like the lessons they're teaching is it's okay to royally fuck up we'll 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 figure a way to fix it i don't have any problems with the show on more than just a, a cultural appropriation right aside i don't have any problems with the show I just think it's funny. It's actually one of the shows I don't mind them watching because it's not really annoying. Like yeah. the kids, none of the kids have a super whiny voice. Right. Um, it's always got a basic plot line, and <laughs> for what it's worth, though, music isn't so bad. Like it's always catchy, and it, mm-hmm. it has a tendency to get stuck in my head. But it's not like I'm a map. I'm a map. I'm a map. I'm a map. Right, I'm a map. Right. I'm a map. I'm a map. I'm a map. So I still gotta say I would like to shake the hand of the <laughs> motherfucker that brought that up in that meeting because somebody made some money off of a guy saying I'm a map over and over and over again to a tune. Um, but no, the, the the problem I have, and it happened just across a bunch of the shows of that same genre, is that. Like, I, I get the lessons they're trying to teach, but I think they're going, it's a whole pendulum effect. Mm-hmm. It was so far away from teaching any lessons like that before, and you just kind of dealt with your own shit, and now it's swinging over to, we have to be, you can sit there and you can accidentally run over somebody's cat. It's okay. We'll find a way to make it better. Like, they had this whole thing, like, where the genie, like, the girl wanted her to replace her burnt popcorn for this movie night, and so the genie granted her one of her three wishes for the day um, and filled the entire house with popcorn. Well, it's okay. We'll find a way to fix this. And they have a whole song about it. I know. <laughs> and, and I literally had the Eric Tomorrow moment when he was watching Handy Manny. Yeah. Like, where's the episode with Hand, you know, with Manny, uh, you know... Dr- balancing the books. Balancing the books, draping a, drinking a, a fifth of whiskey, wondering where he's going to be able to pay his next fucking bill from and whatnot. I'm like, it's okay for the girl to freak out a little bit. Like, what'd you, you know, okay, yeah, we can still get to the whole we can fix this thing, but... Like you're almost like it's you're not supposed to have an emotional reaction to somebody else fucking up, is what it's like feels like they're trying to put well, across. I don't know. That's not. It's not such a bad thing to teach people to like let things roll off their shoulder a no, little bit because. But but you, you have a tendency to overreact to small right. things. But so. but on the flip side of that though. I know you can't shove it so far that direction where nobody ever reacts to anything. Like, you, are you really going to learn from your mistakes then? But we're talking about kids. Exactly. You're supposed to be teaching them how to be. Yeah, but should you teach them that they can like never get better and like no. a mistake is the end of the world? Or no, should you no, teach no. them, but hey, I, you made a mistake, let's fix it? Right. But which I is also, what they do. But I also think they should have some, you know, real world. And they apologize if they mess it up. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. So yeah. I honestly don't have a lot of problems with the with the. Sh- I think you are. Off base with your whole no. You need to teach them to really be pissed off when somebody fucks I, up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying more honest reactions. Like there's got to there's got to be the uh, the one kid that's just kind of like you know not like he'll be okay with it, but it takes him a little time to get okay with it because everybody knows that person in their life. Whether it's me, you think it's me or whatever, everybody knows that person. Where you know it might be the sky is falling at first or whatever, but they'll you'll be able to figure it out. And I think that would be a decent life lesson as well. It's like, hey, look, 
sometimes you're going to encounter a shithead that's just not going to think that it's going to be okay, and you're going to have to figure out how to deal with that while you're making it better. It's, there's nothing that's equally as valuable of a life lesson as letting it roll off your shoulders kind of a thing would be my overall theory, I guess, be okay. like a better term for that. But it does have kind of a funny song. So there's a, there's a one song. and So they live in a place called Zarame Falls. Right. And, the and magi- when, there's no abracadabra instead. It's, no, they say, boom, Zarame. Yeah. First wish of the day or whatever it is. Yeah. I know this way too well. Um, and then they do a song at some point about the carpet ride when they get on the carpet or something. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to play it from the very beginning. I'm going to skip a couple seconds. Of, but I want to know if everybody else thinks that it says what I think it says. <laughs> so any second now. <laughs> it's not just me. It happens to you. <laughs> Okay. So it reminds me, was it a Barbie doll back in the day that the, um, because they had compressed the audio so much that it sounded like it was being racist or it was saying cuss words or something like that? Um, I think it might have been a Barbie doll. If, if any of the listeners remember that, let, you know, go ahead and shoot us an email or whatever. Let us know. Um, I know there was a kids' bop song that sounded like there was that too. That happened once yeah. too. But this is actually a child's toy that they recalled off the market because you push the button and it had different phrases and it sounded like it was cursing and whatnot because they had compressed the compressed audio the audio, audio so bad and the yeah. speaker was so shitty you couldn't quite tell what it was. So they're saying "boobs are a may a a a" over and over and over again. But I swear it sounds like "boobs are a may a a z." Well, yeah, if you just took the, but <laughs> okay, you have to add the zing on the end right. but seriously it sounds but like it sounds like boobs are amazing like like kids these days you know like they'll say amaze like yeah. oh, that's amaze instead of amazing and so when i first time i heard that I'm like i literally i turned around I'm like are they saying boobs are amazing because you, the, the booms are amazing it sounds like boobs are amazing and it's like that's like they just cut off the last part of it you know <laughs> and i'm like listening to this and so now whenever we hear it we always you and i will always have the zing at the end and trent's <laughs> like no <laughs> well no so it's really funny in the car in the car the other day um i just i had it stuck in my head and i kept singing it and every time he just crack up laughing and cackling and he's like it's not boobs <laughs> boobs are amazing and then you know it devolved from there. But he's like, wait, no, but they are amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so. I, I genuinely think some of the music, it's a better produced kids show than I've seen in a long time. So, Yeah, I still, I'm so happy that Animaniacs is on Netflix and we can watch that and power Looney Tunes, man. Oh, yeah, Looney Tunes is actually, you can get catch Looney Tunes on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and on, what was the other one I saw? I want to say Bender, but that wouldn't be the right channel. <laughs> If there was a channel called Bender, it would be something completely different than uh, Boomerang. Boomerang is what it was. Bender would just be you know people getting shitty all the time and <laughs> drinking too much. <laughs> I I am encouraging the kids to watch more Looney Tunes, but that makes Tempe say things at the um, dinner table like Ah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, which I fully appreciate because I know exactly what she's referring to when she does that, so it doesn't bother me at it all. Was- um, I know she's been watching it a lot, so it didn't take long. But the my initial reaction is, "What did you just 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, that was, you know, I remember my, um, my nephew, our nephew would watch it. Like he, he came in one time and he can reenact it. He's got like, the photographic memory and he can reenact him. And so there was one time he all of a sudden he's in the middle of the living room and he goes, oh, and he does like this God awful, like, like scream, like somebody had just heard him. I'm like, what? 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 He's like, you shot me. Oh, right through the heart, Doc. Uh, and he's like, doing the, I'm like, oh, Bugs Bunny. But at first, I thought he was like, he, he was clutching his chest and everything. I'm like, shit, can a five year old have a heart attack? Oh my god! <laughs> if one could, he would. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, oh uh, and no, it's not because he's fat. It's just because. No. <laughs> no, I just mean he's. Yeah. He, he's kind of high. He worries. He worries about yeah. things. He's a little high strung. Things make him worry real bad. Yeah. So I was like, uh, so the whole first it was like panic. Oh my god! Oh wait, no, he's just doing Looney Tunes, and then he flopped over into the other character, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. You're just doing a full little reenactment for you. So that was kind of funny, um, and that was kind of a quick little off ramp right there at the beginning of the show because I didn't even have a chance to ask you how was your week. Uh, my grandma died. Yes. We uh, did. We recorded before that. Ep- before yeah, that we recorded the night before. Oh, that's right, because we were saying that she was on her way out. Yep. Yeah. So literally the next day, yep. uh, we get the call that she's pretty much. My mom know, called me in the er- earlier in the day. She's like, "Will you come hold my hand while I sit with Nana? I don't think she's gonna make it." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, "Okay," but I have. I had a booked day that day. Yeah. I had showings all day. When well, you went to them and you yeah. got them all done, and then you went over to the hospice afterwards, and uh, and. Uh, she ended up, it was like, yeah, yeah, she's not long for the world. So you hung out there and, and helped shuffle her off into the uh, the great beyond, whatever you guys, whoever, whatever you believe in, that's where she went. So, um, yeah, she, uh, she passed away on Sunday night. But it was peaceful then, like we had hoped. Yeah. Yeah. And not in pain and right. all that fun stuff. I don't want to talk about too much. Cause I'll cry. Um, cause she was kind of cool. Like, yeah. In her crazy fucked up kind of way, she was kind of cool. Right. So, um, well, and you guys, you you and your brother spent a lot of time with her because uh, she was the babysitter, basically. Yep. Well, more or less the same situation we have with your mom right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where she, she watched you while mm-hmm. your mom and your uh, stepdad worked. Yep. Um, and so after school care and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, until so. I was older than Tempe. Yeah. Um, we... Basically, we went to school and we went to her house until mom got home. And that could be late. That could be seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of people say my grandma raised me and that's not quite true for me, but it's pretty close. Yeah. You spent a lot of time. You spent enough time with her to, to that, that she helped to shape yeah. your life. For you the know. good and the bad. Right. <laughs> um, so she passed away on Sunday night and then uh, Monday was my birthday. <laughs> And it sucked. I mean, it was okay. It, I had good things about it, but yeah. basically, don't have a loved one die the day before your birthday. <laughs> so, I didn't me- dare mention this to you while you were still raw and whatnot after the whole thing. But uh, we get we, we had out of town, and uh, I, I, we were supposed to go out of town. We were supposed were gonna, to both because I got, had a I had a um, trip at the beach. Yeah, which gave us a free hotel at the beach. I'm like, well, you love the beach, so you can go play on the beach while I'm doing my work stuff during the day, and then we'll do the dinner stuff and whatnot at night. Um, and then we had to cancel it because your mom needed to help deal with the uh, mm-hmm. the final Details. stuff, um, which is totally understandable, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so I get down to the thing, get to the thing, and I'm we're there during one of the breaks, and uh, my uh, my one of my bosses comes up to me. He's like, "So did you uh, you bring your wife with you?" I'm like, "No." 
He said, oh, damn, man, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, I said, unfortunately, her, her grandmother passed away this weekend, so on and so forth. I said, and, and it, it, it does it does suck because it happened right before her birthday, and it would have been really nice for us to be able to get out of town and have some one-on-one time together. And and I said, and don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to be crass or anything, but if these people could stop doing this right before we have these things planned, it would be kind of nice. I said, because the last few trips we've had have gotten something like this has happened, not necessarily a, a direct family member passing, but there's been some sort of a big event. I was like, one of these days we'll nail it. He's like, yeah, well, is she doing okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, she's doing good. And, you know, it, it's sad, of course, but everybody's fine. But I said, but I really want you to understand I'm not, like, trying to be – I'm not trying to shorthand – the the passing of the grandma or whatnot it's just the, the timing was horrible i said and i feel even worse because no i'm sitting here, sitting here saying the timing's horrible but here's my wife sitting at home and her grandma passes away the day before she has her birthday he goes oh shit i'm like yeah pretty much dude so yeah it, it was a pretty <laughs> shitty week to be yeah, honest because she yeah. died and then it was my birthday and my yeah. birthday was kind of shitty yeah uh somebody didn't actually ever even say happy birthday i did all day. too you did not I did you too. had the kids say it in front of me you never said it I to did me too anyway um and then you left and you were gone all week and we had dinner that night with your yeah with your dad and stepmom but it was it was a really tough week yeah so. and then we uh and so because of all that everything that happened the, the turmoil too we didn't have a chance to go out and take the, i should say i didn't have the chance to take the kids out to go shopping for the birthday presents and whatnot so we actually knocked that out today um and it actually worked out to our to our advantage because um, it was like the stars aligned with Trent's present. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, Trent, when did he start saying that to you? I mean, it was like I think, out of the blue at one point, right? Well, we would do the "I love you this much," "I love you that yeah. much," blah 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 blah. And I said, I um, I don't remember who started it, but at some point he started saying "I love you" to the moon, which I didn't know was a thing, right? And then I'm, I'm walking down the aisle at Fred Meyer because I was looking for um just ideas and whatnot and the kids were kind of we were walking up and down we ended up in the home section and got to like the wall decor and all that and all of a sudden i'm like no way and i look at it and it's this big long um wall art decoration metal sign and it says love you to the moon with a little moon um uh not a emblem but um medallion i guess be the best way to describe it on it and i'm like trent that says love you to the moon he's like oh, i love mommy to the moon <laughs> like, i know i'm like that's from you he's like yeah that's from me so we got that one and then tempe got you the one that says uh you are my sunshine because mm-hmm. you've seen that to her before mm-hmm. um so that was her yeah she's like mommy sings this to me i'm like yeah she does so we got that from her and then uh i picked up that cool little bottle opener thing for you for your little uh your hard orange sodas here that has a little it's like a bottle opener with a little mason jar cap catcher at the bottom and that was from ezra and then i got you the um the decorative mirrors that you can like put in a pattern on the wall so i i hope we made up for it for missing out on this stuff because it was really a bummer last week and the way it all went down but yeah it was a big yeah it was something happened last year too at your birthday that caught was it was that when you're no, because you know, your grandpa just passed this year, earlier this year, right? Yeah, my grandpa passed in January. Right. Um, was it your other grandpa that died around your birthday a, lot, a couple of years back? No, no he died right some, before Trent was born. That was yeah, that was right after Christmas. That's what was that, yeah. what I'm thinking there. I feel like, but like I feel like something big happened around your birthday last year too that kind of pissed on it. I don't, I don't remember. Huh? Where was that? My birthday? No, because my birthday hasn't been shit on recently. I don't know. I don't and, I, and I and that sounds crass. Once again, I'm not trying to. Just be crass about a woman passing away because <laughs> that's not the case. But it was just one of those things. That this is this has happened more times 
to us in, in the time that we've been together than should probably happen to most people <laughs> in like you know the entirety of their lives so it'd be kind of cool if it stopped happening sometime soon yeah i don't remember anything happening last year interesting yeah anywho we want to get off the edge of the press and stuff <laughs> so uh we had some some stuff happen with the school this week uh we have um why my brain? I, I just hold on. There it goes. Sorry, my, my brain light shut off there for a second. Uh, Ezra's got the opportunity to do a, a class trip to Washington D.C. Yeah, we actually haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. No, we haven't. Not not in great detail. Um, we've kind of you know I've, I've you came home and like dumped some details on me, and I yeah. haven't had a chance to process process them. Yeah. So we're looking at basically we we're gonna if we wanted to be. I don't want to say conservative, but safe about the amount we save up just to make sure we have enough. Uh, close to $3,000 to do this trip between airfare, um, but it covers everything. It covers airfare, it covers all the hotel room stays, it covers the tour bus or travel bus or the Greyhound, whatever they get to haul them around in, all the meals. There's also doing like some cultural type plays and whatnot, and they're going to go see all the different monuments and this and that. Um, and so it's a really cool opportunity to have. Um, but it's also like we we're short a year on prep time because they introduced this to the kids at, at the charter school we're in in sixth grade. And since he spent sixth grade at the other school, we didn't get wind of this until this year. And so we've got to have a deposit in by February uh, and then the full balance by next July in order for him to be able to um, – to uh participate participate so and right now i'm coming up with creative ways for him to do fundraising without it being just money is given to him like i don't mind their people giving him money but i also want him to work for some of it to earn it to learn a little responsibility well, and i'm still not sure what we're gonna push forward on on the whole thing because the way i look at it we should at least give it a good a shot like we got to give it a try because it's it's one of those things that it, it would be an amazing experience for him. I went. I went on my mm-hmm. eighth grade trip to DC. Right. And it. And I couldn't yeah. because we couldn't afford it. And I was super bummed. Well, so I get that, but three grand for one kid to take a trip when we right. could take all of us on a trip for six. Right. Like that just seems off to yeah. me. So. We still have to talk about it. No, I'm, yeah, I said basically, if we decide and opt into doing this, uh, I'm probably going to be setting up some sort of like a, a GoFundMe to style account um, that he can use to get donations for it. But I also want him to like, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe he can do chores for the grandparents, or he can do this or do that. And um, b- but I think it would be cool to g- give him that experience to go down there and uh, and actually do it and, and participate and whatnot. So. Um, well, yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but it is, it is really expensive. And then there's some parents, one parent, set of parents that was there that this is the second time or second kid they've sent through. I'm like, where the fuck are you guys finding yeah. all this money? Which is then parlaying into what we're working on or starting to work on. We're in the preliminary stages of this as well Is that we've, uh, my, my, my office, my company has offered a, basically a financial, um, class on a proper or not proper, but like a, a particular budgeting style and ways to like budget and do this and do that. And to basically get yourself debt free into the point where you can, uh, subsist without having to worry about, you know, credit card debt or this debt or that debt, whatever. And so I'm going through the, the starting stages of getting that fired up. And so I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing 
to talk about on the show from time to time. Not like hoary gory details like I make this much and mm-hmm. there's what but just the, the process of what it's like as a family dealing with this whole budgeting process um, because the long and the short of it is it's considered what they call a, uh, was it a net zero or a zero? Net? There's some weird fancy financial term Every for dollar. No, but that's no, but they have, but the, the actual budgeting thing itself, there's a fancy term they have for this style of budgeting, and it's where you, you don't net zero or something, like yeah, that. yeah, where you when you're all when, it, when you're, it's all said and done, you've budgeted your entire check is allotted for, but that's okay because it's going to these different like you've got a category for saving for sa- vacation, vacation, you've got different goals you set up, but also part of it was what you part of what you do with this is you get your emergency fund built up, and I've always had savings accounts and this and that, um never have been like super great about putting money into them per se. Um, but this whole thing, basically if you do it and you knuckle down and you get through the entire thing, um, by the end of it, you'll have a short, a, what they call a, 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 um, like a small emergency fund to start with, which is, is what is that the whole point of that is, is while you're going through and getting yourself built up here, if a car breaks down or you need a new furnace or not a furnace, that's a little more steep than that, but like a new fridge or whatever, uh, you've got this money set aside and you can go ahead and pay that and, and get that done without going into debt again. And, um, and then you, you go through the whole process and then it's like, let's say you, that happens and you rebuild that small emergency funds back up before you move on to the next step and they break it all into these numeric steps. Step one is this, step two is this, so on and so forth. And by the time you're all said and done, you'll have a six month or more, depending on how much you want to set aside, emergency fund, which basically means you can fund your entire house for six months with zero income coming in. Um, and then you can start set using the, the spare money you're setting aside to, uh, to, um, put into like you said vacation uh planning or into the college funds or into like you need to have different budgets like little things set up for, like oh here's the $300 account we have for when we if we need clothes like if a kid breaks a shoe we need a new shoe or something like that you're always going to ha- you basically will always have the cash for these different scenarios to happen and then also gives each person their own um spending money that's not unaccounted for but what's the term uh not questioned not like we'll each have a certain amount that we have budgeted where we can spend it on whatever we want and I won't be like, why did you spend that money on this and vice versa? Um, and what kicked me over the edge into finally getting into it is uh, the, the I, one of the guys I work with, I've known him for almost 20 years now and uh, a lot of respect. I've worked for him for a long time um, and he started doing it and in uh, 18 months, he paid off all his household debt, set up his six-month um, uh, security fund and whatnot and which when we're talking about household debt we're talking about five figures he had five figures in, in debt um that he's paid off and completely owes nothing now the only thing he's got left is his mortgage and he's got a uh, a five-year plan to have that completely paid off now that he's got himself out of the point where he's not getting nickel and dimed on all these little like car- credit card payments and this and that and yada 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 and so the whole goal of this thing is to not have credit card debt if you want something you just go pay for it in cash um which is I started thinking about it more and more as we, as you and I went to the first class mm-hmm. and it was a basic intro to this whole money management concept with, with this particular person sets it up. Um, and I'll go ahead and say it's Dave Ramsey and, it, but it's not the faith based. Like he's got, the, he's got one that's like a super Christian faith based one, but he also does one that's a lot more, there's still mentions of the various things, but it's a lot more just secular. Um, but 
so my buddy paid off the five figures in debt in 18 months and he's, he's sitting there now with the six month, you know, security fund and everything else. And then the actual the CEO of our company followed it as well too. And, uh, he's also sitting free and no, no debts as far as mortgage or anything else goes. And on the, on the income, I can only imagine that he makes, <laughs> but I'm sure he's got to be in the six figures a year that I don't, I've never seen his pay stubs. I'm just saying, I would guesstimate CEO of a company, you make a decent amount. That's going to be pretty nice. Just be able to rake that in and go, Oh, that just goes into this account where it just keeps building interest and I'm going to retire happy. And so that's kind of what our goal is. Um, and we've never, like, you know, we've never been affluent. We've never, and we're not, uh, piss broke. I mean, we've had our points before we were, um, but we would like to get to the point where we don't. Well, even though bicker. we have enough money, we don't spend it the right way. Like. Not always. Well, that's the one thing this whole thing opened my eyes up to is that like you look at it and you look at yourself on paper and you're like, damn, I should have a lot more money <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the month. But it always seems like I've got a lot more month at the end of my money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and so I'm starting to do the numbers and whatnot. My whole well, theory, I should be able to find, you know, so on and so forth. And that's when I started talking to him about this, when I found out they're going to offer it. And he's like, oh yeah, like, so he, he he gave me some examples like when he ran cause before they he, he and his wife started doing this they had carried completely separate accounts and they just had a joint account where they're like okay you, you're gonna pay this percentage of the monthly bills I'll pay this percent they put that into that joint account and the bills were funded and then uh, he started looking at he he got into this started doing it then he got started looking at he grabbed one of his wife's pay stubs once oh it's okay Rose calm down puppy's having a bad dream um. And uh, looked at everything. He's like, well, you've been talking about wanting to pay off whatever these debts were. I can't remember what they were. He's like, you could be done in four months. And she's like, no way. There's no way. I never have any money left over at the end of the month, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, here. And he throws a spreadsheet that he had together in an interface. And then she looks at it. She goes, oh, damn. So she gave it a shot. And yeah, in four months, she became completely debt-free from all of her stuff, from like school and whatnot and this and that. And so they're paying off all these things. And... They just funded an all cash trip to Disneyland. They're going on next week, mm-hmm. and I'm not. T- I'm talking like a good trip, like a good trip. Like they've got, like if they, the kids want something, here you go, you got it. It's gonna be, they're gonna be able to pay for it, but they're not going into debt to doing it. I'm like, right. this is amazing. And then you, I get like equally infuriated. It's like, why don't they teach this in schools? <laughs> why is like we waste so much time on these standardized tests and whatnot and all this other bullshit? Like, legitimately. I don't use the, 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 the quadratic equation on a day-to-day basis in my particular field. Like they, I think they emphasize so much on certain topics that they forget that a lot of us aren't going to be aeronautical engineers or we're not going to be aerospace you know, or this or that. We're not going to be in these super heavy math or science industries. And while those things are having a core, good, solid core base on those is good, being able to balance a fucking checkbook or budget a house or <laughs> yeah. cook a meal are also good, solid core concepts to have. I, like take the home ec one, for example, being able to cook. If more people could cook, that alone, in theory, could help them stay spend a lot less money because mm-hmm. they're not constantly going out to eat or ordering or whatever. Um, and so this whole thing is like, it kind of, it, it infuriates you that the fact that these things aren't taught. And so then I'm now getting to the point where I'm going to make Ezra, when he's a little bit older, he's going to read through and, and look at this book, and we're going to help him walk through this whole budget thing, too. I want him to start off a lot smarter than I did. And um, my dad tried with me, and I was super pig-headed, and I think he finally gave up at one point and just decided to let me fall on my own face and, and you know, whatever. And I think I'm going to try to... Try to, to Money is still such a new concept to him right now that I think if I can start him a little bit younger than my parents started me, I might be able to get make a little more 
like, hey, look, dude, you did this for X amount of time, and look how much money you have stocked up now. Think if you just kept doing this, and that might help click it better yeah. than it did with me. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I think it's going to be a new little, like a micro segment we do from time to time on the show here where we talk about how uh, how the budget thing is going and how we're dealing with it and, and the, the pitfalls and whatnot because one of the things I really appreciate about this whole thing is like, they always say, like, you're going to fuck this up. Like, mm-hmm. don't get discouraged. In the first three to six months, you're thinking like, oh, yeah, based off what you are what you think you're spending on things like groceries or whatever, you're going to only budget so much. And then you're going to go out and actually start filing these receipts into these proper categories and tracking the money and going, I spent a fuck ton more money on food than I thought I did, which will then allow you to then budget accordingly for that amount. But also then also take a hard look at what you're spending that money on. Like, do I because like, I know something we do a lot that we have to get better at is we'll do a bulk shopping trip, mm-hmm. but we don't do it often enough. Okay. And so throughout the week, we end up finding ourselves running a safe way around to this store to pick up little incidental items we need here that we can get cheaper if we better planned our shopping trips to last the entire length and granted there's certain things like milk and whatnot you just got to have money set aside for that because you can't keep you know 12 gallons of milk on hand for a long time um but uh just to be able to basically it's from everything i've read so far it's forcing you to really know where your money is going and to really have an, an accountability for what did I spend this money on? So if somebody said, like, if you came to me and said, well, where did the money go this month? I can actually go, oh, here, look. Look at this this tool right here, and it shows us. And that's the other cool thing, too, is it gives us that, you were talking about, you said every dollar, this little app that you can get for your iPhone mm-hmm. or Android or whatever, and it connects you and I together. And as we're spending the money and whatnot, we can go, okay, file this expense here and this expense there, and it links to your bank accounts if you want it to and whatnot. But it allows us to both look at the entire big picture without having to you know sit down on a computer and go into somebody else's account or vice versa or whatever so if we want to we can keep the account separate or we can put them together we can do whatever we want but we'll still see the other we'll see the big total whole picture mm-hmm. and it'll allow us to be a little more on top of what we are spending and how we're spending it and i know i'm all like super gung-ho and, and cheery about it right now and i'm sure i'm gonna have my uh my depressive like fit of rage at some point when shit's just getting real because it will. But I still think that the overall net positive for this is going to be hugely beneficial for us because um, it's no joke when they say the number one thing that couples fight about is money. And it's also the number one thing that can break up a marriage. And you and I do go head to head on money issues from from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, So to not have to have that anymore would be awesome. And that's what we're, at least that's my goal. And I don't know that I've got you fully on board with it yet or that you're. I, I think a system's only as good as what you put into it. And right. I, you get gung ho about stuff and then yep. you don't follow through. So nope. I'm, I, I, I'm kind of like the proof is in the pudding. Yep. I'm willing to do whatever. Right. So. Nope. And I'm, I, and I, but I'm also right there with you. And, and that's why I'm trying to, to knuckle down and do all this. In fact, we got to, we have to, uh, it, it does, it forces some really, like it forces you to look at shit that you don't, you just normally like, ah, we'll look at it later. Like you have to have a monthly budget meeting. Yeah. And then in the beginning, understand those budget meetings might get, you might need to put the gloves on <laughs> and you might need to pad up a little bit and it could take three hours to knock through it. But by the time you get to this certain point in the program, the budget meeting will normally take about five to 10 minutes just to kind of be more of a, here's the uh, state of the union more or less than, than an actual, Oh my God, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Um, so 
And then it also, you know, it, it pisses me off that I could have been doing this for the entirety of my career with this company that I've been pay, working for that pays fairly decently and, and has good benefits and whatnot. And I could have been a lot smarter with how I managed my finances there and be in a lot better position um, with my retirement funds and whatnot than I currently am. So, yeah. That's why I want to get the kids started young. So as as we do this, if we start to if we start to um, see success with it and, and can really start to talk about it and whatnot, uh, we'll definitely give out the information on where to find it and, and mm-hmm. what 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 particular program we're using and how we're doing it because I think that would be a huge benefit to listeners because that like I said with being in a family and parenting and whatnot, having the money to do stuff whether it be extracurricular activities or whatever. It, it it can become a, a huge sticky issue, especially if you've got, and we know this all too well, two parents that have two very different sets of tasks on their in, in their heads, and the budgeting only has enough for one or the other, or for a smaller amount of the two, but neither one really talks to the other one about what the money's budgeted for, and then one or the other gets the money and the other one doesn't, and then the one who doesn't gets butt hurt, and you know, rightfully so, um, and so I just take that whole conundrum out of it so i'm hoping to get you gung-ho on board with it too and then we stay gung-ho with it i won't be gung-ho about anything until i see it getting done well it's not my not my nature but on the flip side of that one thing i could say is that it would be nice to have a little more help from you in working on getting started on all of this so that we don't have what do you need me to do that'll be off the show discussion let's not get into it here i'm just saying like (laughs) I've done what you've asked me to do. I don't know what more I'm supposed to do. We got to actually schedule a meeting to have our first budget meeting. And I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, we'll do it. So, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the details off air in case we do get into another little... Um, oh, you've already lost me. So, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So, it'll be. I think that'll be cool. Like I said, if it, even if we have good or bad, getting the response, what's going on out there, like I said, in a very generic way, like, oh, well, we fucked this up really, or we did this really well, whatever, would just be an awesome, I think, idea for the show and for the listeners. So, um, Speaking of the listeners, we have a voicemail this week. Cool. Yeah. Like we have, and, and this one is a long time first time, or at least I am making the assumption he's a long time, but I definitely know he's a first time, so... I'm just going to go, it, it sounds cooler if you say long time, first time, so I'm just going to say he's been here from the beginning, or fairly close to it, or whatever. Um, and other, uh, those of you who are in the uh, other podcast communities that we kick around in, you'll recognize the name. This voicemail is from Nenim Loss. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's why I did it wrong. Hold on, guys. I'm trying to get this whole, is it that button? That button. There we go. Let's try that. What the hell? Jody. Doesn't that alliteration go well together, I suppose? Regardless, uh, this is Meta Loss. I know I haven't called in before, but I've been enjoying your show. And to comment on the uh, end of the helmet episode, Justin, what the fuck is wrong with the little rant? Ain't nothing wrong with it. I've had my rants in the past. What if I had my rants? Sometimes it's good to get the shit out in the open. Uh, love the work. Uh, don't know what else to say at the moment because, like I said, I haven't called you guys yet before. So, uh, we'll see if I can think of any parenting-related stuff or, uh, I don't know. 
call again. I promise one of these guys, one of these days. Anyway, uh, stay away from all the bad parents out there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> So, yes, Nenim Loss is known for his rants. If you listen to any of the other, like, especially, oh, man, he can, he can definitely go off on some things. But I also, I'm not going to, I'm not going to air his dirty laundry out there because it's not my place. But I, I know he's going through a rough spot from a parenting perspective right now. And so just much love to you, brother. I uh, hope you guys get it all worked out and things ha- are going good, you know, get going good again. And you kind of come out of this whole ball of stuff that you're currently rolling around in and if you never need a, a uh an ear to to listen bend to bend yeah um i've been in a similar situation and i'd be happy to to just chat because that sometimes it's all you need when you're going through certain things in life is you just need somebody who's willing to to listen and or, and or sometimes who's been there and can at least let you know hey look I've I've been pulled through the knot hole backwards by my testicles, and and you will come out of it okay. It hurts like hell right now, but it's going to get better. Um, so much love. Hope you hope things smooth out for you. And thanks for the voicemail. It's it's good to hear from a new listener. Very nice. Um, if we can have more of those, that'd be awesome. So, thank you for the phone call. Uh, let's see here. We did that one. We did that one. Um. Oh yeah, so the, I meant to parlay into this off the uh, the fundraising stuff, but we shot into the budget thing instead with that. Uh, you are part of they don't call it a PTA at this place. They it's call a PTO parent teacher P- organization. PTO, yeah, PTA, PTO, PPO. It's all there's a bunch of parents that get together and, and a select few of them actually do work for the school and do things, and the rest of them feel like they're doing something, but they're just there to like. <laughs> Well, the first meeting of the year, we had like 30 people there. Oh, man. And normally we have like 12, maybe 12 right. on a good day. You had all the new, like all the new kinder parents. That <laughs> all like, the new, new parents and people who just show up at the first one of the year to see yeah. what it's like and then leave. Right. Or as people who come with the best of intentions of coming every time and just. Life happens. Life happens. Yeah. I was one of those, the year Tempe was in kindergarten, I went to yeah. the first one, uh, nobody was like super uber nice to me, so I didn't go back, right. and I still feel kind of guilty about it. Yeah. But um, but we have different like fundraising events throughout the year, and the yeah. first one is this one called a fun run, and it's like, it's a it's fun- It's the first fundraising event of the year, it's the most, it's the one that most directly benefits our school, like every dollar, like it costs us like- 50 bucks to do the fun run like we print off stickers and we um we give the kids bracelets and stuff like that but it is really not an expensive event and so a lot of the money that gets donated comes directly to the school and the kids really enjoy it because it's fun um i know that if you have a small child you will understand what i say when putting all of them in a gym and making them run around in circles as a form of competition can be exciting to them it, it literally is like a little hamster cage. Like yeah. if I was a giant, it would look like a bunch of hamsters. I mean, they were just hauling ass and they're having a good time. We were going to do it outside this year, which is, yep. would be a new thing, but it was pouring down rain all right. day. So we couldn't, yep. um, cause I wanted to make the laps a little bigger mm-hmm. and we were going to have a finish line with balloons and stuff. And we had this whole thing planned out and it didn't work. Right. And we were going to have a lane for people who wanted to walk that, to, so that, because yeah. some kids are really into the, to the pure competition of it. Right. Because the kid that gets the most laps in the whole school gets a prize. The 
the class that runs the most laps as a whole gets a prize and the class that raises the most money gets a prize. Right. Um, and then as long as we meet a certain dollar mark, the whole school will get a donut party. Right. And then parents stepped in and made it shitty. Well, apparently every year parents step in and make it shitty. It's just that this year it went a little bit farther. There was some accusations from the students of um we literally had like so this place think back to whichever it felt like a freaking olympic doping scandal well, no for me like, it, felt, it felt more like to me like that the, whichever election it was where the brad the, the hanging brad the, well, the entire chad, brad chad or brad no the entire state of florida <laughs> was confused about a yes or a no vote or what the checkbox meant on the voter thing. And so they felt like they were tricked into voting for the wrong person or whatever it was. And that it wasn't any fair tally and this and that. And mm-hmm. cause that was literally what was happening. Like people were, well, the way we do it is every kid has their name on, on a, a note card, card, right? A three by five note card. And, and then I, every kid is assigned to a group. There's four groups so that there's at least, there's usually about eight kids that are being counted by a group of four ish people. Right. And they have, all the adults and the counters have a marker and then the kid as they pass will get a check mark on their thing they're a little dash mark on their paper and keep running there were some people who didn't understand the concept of the check mark thing and they were a little more than sloppy also if you are a kid who is bent on getting the most laps you run by at a really fast rate and it's really hard to mark your card right because they don't want to stop to let you mark the card exactly um so some of the cards especially for kids who ran really hard were almost ineligible yeah and this was an oversight this has not been a problem in the past um it's, I, this is the first year I've been involved in the fun run, so I wasn't there to make any suggestions on how to improve it because I hadn't seen it at base level yet. Right. I have some great ideas for next year. Yeah, same here. Um, I've seen it done other ways at other schools. At Ezra's school before, when we lived somewhere else, they did it, and they did, I think, rubber bands around their hand as they passed. You just got more rubber bands. You got yeah. another rubber band every time, yep. and that seems kind of obvious as an answer. But anyway... Well, see, like, the thing I caught, I came up with was like, this is the note card thing is actually not a bad way of doing it, but you can't have the kids carrying the note card. Assuming you get enough, um, if I start gagging here in a minute, it's because this one I think just farted. <laughs> um, the, uh, you, you have, if you get enough volunteers or you can get enough people to count, then you would assign each person like two or three kids on a, and on they a, have to check it and off. they have to check it just for yeah. those three kids. And that, that would work as well too. Yeah. Um, something other than trying to mark a kid's card as they're flying by. Thankfully, I have this, this, she's just the sweetest little kid. She's so nice. Um, and she's in Tempe's class and for whatever reason, and I'm not sure if she was just smart enough to figure this out on her own. If so, props to her. But I was the only person that was allowed to mark off her card. Mm -hmm. Like Trent tried and she told him no and handed it to me. Um, and so every lap she just always, she zeroed in on me. She'd come over, she'd stop. I'd check, she'd take off running again and it worked because I could, it was always the same color check mark. I was able to do the same style marks each mm-hmm. time and all in all, it was a fairly clean setup. So it allowed me to, it was the other kids are like, you know, you're trying to grab them as they're running by. And so the check comes into like a, turns into a squiggle and then 
Trent got a hold of a marker and started trying to help counting. And it was like he was signing autographs every time he got it. So he was doing like this whole like squiggly line. I'm like, Trent, no, just a line. Just a line, buddy. Um, well, see, I'd only intended for him to t- mark Tempe's only. Right. Well, kids, that was the thing. It was the other kids started handing him cards. He's like, well, fuck yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to. But it was almost like a, a guy on the red carpet. He's in there. He's, he's doing doodles and signs and like the print symbol and whatnot. And I'm like, no, buddy. Just a line. Just a line. Um, so at any rate, I went. I was there from 745 because I had to deliver because everybody got a popsicle at the end, uh-huh. too. So. I was there at like 7.45, and I didn't leave till 2.30. Yeah. And I was getting kind of cranky, because I didn't... I brought food, but not enough, and Trent ate most of it. <laughs> well, and I and I swung by there, so I, I went in early in the morning um, for my meetings and whatnot at work, and then I swung by at my lunch break to come and uh, and uh, help out with temperance, because it was nice, because temperance's mm-hmm. run coincided with my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um and so I came over there and helped out with that and watched her run and helped her in that. And then I grabbed Trent and brought him back home so that he could sit here and watch TV while I worked from home for yeah. the rest of the day. And um, I stayed. And then I yeah. I had, previous to the fun run, volunteered to help with the book fair. Yeah. Which was concurrent to that, which is not normally concurrent to that. And I went from one to the other and basically overheard a bunch of shit talking about how it went and how. But but so much so that it bled over to the students. Yeah. And that Ezra was indignantly. When I got home at five, Ezra was already talking about how things had not been fair and how he got miscounted and he counted his own laps and these were wrong and. Like, all this stuff. And to the point where he was crying, he was snapping at Tempe. Because Tempe, on on paper, Tempe ran more laps than him. And she was not phrasing her words properly. She should have just... In yeah. my opinion, we're trying to teach the kids, like, be proud of your own accomplishments, but don't compare them to other people's. Right. So instead of saying, I ran 69 laps, I'm really proud of myself, she said, I, I ran 10 more than Ezra. Right. Which wasn't really cool. Yeah. So it sent him way over the edge. But his reaction wasn't, hey, that's really uncool to say that. He was like, man, I oh. ran more than you. Oh, hey. yeah. Well, that, that, and the whole thing was f- screwed up, and they didn't count right, and it was stupid, and this and that. And so then I had finally had had enough and it was a buildup of being sick. sick and getting tired of listening to the little bitties that, that harp on you and the other parents that actually do make an effort to make these things awesome. Um, but don't ever actually do any of the work themselves. And I had just attended that fundraising meeting for Ezra's DC trip the mm-hmm. night before mm-hmm. where we had the exact same thing happen. We're like, there's one lady, she's got this friend. This is the coolest fucking thing ever. It's a bus that has four legit, awesome tattoo artists, and their whole thing is we will come to an event or a location or whatever, and we'll set up for X number of hours, and we can run it however you want. You can say, here's here's a certain type of tattoo we'll do, or here's a certain size or whatever, but they will legitimately, and it's all clean, it's all, I mean, it's like, it's literally a mobile tattoo studio, and... They're willing to do fundraising events for parents of kids who love tattoos. So, hey, parents, come get your next tattoo. We'll give away X percent of the proceeds to whatever organization is running this fundraising event. And you get a badass tattoo and your kid gets money for whatever. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And all these other parents are like, 
ugh, tattoos. And then and I'm like, seriously, it's too, every fucking, almost every parent in that goddamn school has a tattoo, including the ones that are like, oh my God, tattoos, really? I'm like, bitch, you got a tramp stamp. All right. So I know for a fact that. <laughs> well, it's funny how their attitudes differ to contrary to the even their personality because of where they are and right. like i'm at the pta i have to be yeah. prim and proper and it's like you get these ladies to because most of them are ladies i'm being a little sexist but yes most of the people that are there are women um and you get them you know talking you actually get them out of their shell a little bit and you can make so much more headway yeah. but it takes so much. It takes so much to get them out of this headspace of, I'm at the PTA. I have to act like I'm a perfect person. You know, and the person in charge, the president of the organization the last two years, is so good about helping people do that. Right. Because she's so off-center. She's not the straight and narrow, yeah. uh, you know, PTA princess. And yeah. it, it makes things a lot better. Um, so... Well, and so like this fundraising thing for the DC, so that comes up. And then somebody made mention about how um, this neighboring city here, their middle school did a daddy-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. And they just fucking were like rolling and, you know, um, as they said, they're on uh, Parks and Recreation. They were flushed with cash, right? They just had fucking money out the wazoo for this, which is true, especially in a community like this. You're going to have a lot of very proud fathers who would mm-hmm. love to take their daughters to a dance, so on and so forth. Great idea. But my problem with all of this... And I I know you've got a thing and you want to say this, though. All of these fundraisers are just us parents spending our own money on stuff to, to quote unquote, fundraise for this other stuff. So right. I'm I'm against all of it because all it is is saying we'll help you fundraise by making giving you ways to spend your own money. Like it's like well, I'd rather just the pay one, for it. Flat the out. one thing they were saying about the daddy daughter dance was they weren't going to limit it to parents of right. the school anybody who, who i know i'm just saying that's how they were trying to get around that um and then this one lady pipes up she's like well like wouldn't would we be able to like she was basically trying to say i'm a single mom i've got a son i would love to be able to do something like a a, a daddy daughter dance type thing with him but Obviously, I'm not going to be welcome at something like that. But could we find a way to make it a little more inclusive, inclusive for that kind of setup? Um, and the darts that were just shooting from these other women's eyes were like, "How in the hell could you even?" Do you realize that's like against like gender stereotypes? I mean, it was like you every you could see every fucking thing in the book. And I'm and, thinking of so many better ways: to, a '90s dance party, or right, a, right, or a, anything, anything that would make it less about daddy daughter, yeah. and more about you know, let's have fun. But whatever. Right, exactly. But, I mean, and they said, like, oh, maybe we could do, like, well, they literally say, like, well, maybe we can do a mommy-son dance and and a daddy-daughter dance, and uh, but we really wouldn't want to mix it up like that. And it was more or less like, you know, it was just very, it was like a very, like, sexist type, like, old school, like, oh, my God, here we are, we're back in, like, the 1950s again. And I'm just, and I'm sitting here the whole time, and I did what I promised you I would do. And I just sat there and smiled and kept my mouth shut because if I happened to open my mouth, it would have just escalated and but escalated. But that's why I think it's so funny escalated. that you want to push this so hard is because if you want to be involved in this whole trip thing, you're going to get way more. All I want is I want to find a way to raise money outside of because here's the deal here's what really pisses me off about the way they're doing fundraising, which is why you and I side on this real easily is that. All this money that you were putting into this fundraising event, just take that money and stick it into an account for your child 
and use that as their money because they are it's a very inclusive fundraiser meaning you don't have to actually participate in the fundraising events to partake in the fundraising cash that comes from that as long as you get your initial deposit the, the whole thing is is that the way they're working it is if you get your deposit in to reserve your space by the required date then you will have access to any and all proceeds whatever your percentage that may be from the fundraisers so literally a, a small group of parents and kids, let's say two or three parents and kids, could do all the fundraising efforts and work, and the other 25 or however many kids there are do nothing, but everybody gets a piece of the pie. And it's like, no, if those two and three kids are the only two and three kids that showed up and did the work, then those two and three kids get that money. There's no reason why any of these other lazy asshats shouldn't get it. And I, and so I, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, they're trying to be all inclusive so that even those people that don't have time or can't find a way to it, da, 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 da. I'm like, you know, no, <laughs> no, because I went to these fundraising things for the, the cheerleading and whatnot. And I participated and it is a commitment of time and it is a giant pain in the ass, but it does make money. And it did make a big difference for us yeah. and the bills that we had to pay for those events. Right. And so it worked, but also that place ran it as you only got fundraising money if you were at the event right. to help. To the point where you counted hours. Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't, hey, I was here for five minutes, so I get my money. It's like, nope, we're taking attendance. And if you leave without checking out, you don't get any money. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so it's. um, Yeah. I, I get where they're going with it. But to me, the. This sounds stupid. But if you can afford, they're saying that the fundraising will help you lower the cost from around 3000 to around 2000 So basically they're saying if you help us fundraise, we estimate that you will drop your financial burden by $1,000. Right. Um, to me, that's not really worth it. <laughs> like... <laughs> the like, heartache and the time and effort like you, yeah I, I could work that hard that many hours at my own job and probably make more than or that. at doing fundraising with my in my own family right taking my kid to different things so he can do odd jobs and whatnot and make a pretty decent amount um yeah it's just i don't well and this is where i i have this weird hard line or i, where I would like to have this weird hard line but i don't um I am very socially liberal in the respect of do what you want, live how you're going to live. I really don't care if as long as, you know, there's, we've talked about it before, there's certain societal norms that are just considered wrong, but otherwise, say la vie, do, do as you're going to do. But from the other end of the spectrum, when it comes to finances and whatnot, I'm very much of you need to work for your money. I don't care what you're doing, show up and participate. If you're who, if you could be the door greeter that lets people into the burger building here in town when we're doing that stuff, and that's all you could do. But if you're there for the whole full X number of hours and you're putting your best smile on and you're being the best damn door greeter you can get, then yeah, you would deserve an equal share in the cash as is anybody else is there working. But to get rewarded for never showing up to any of these things and not putting any effort in, I don't get how that is teaching anything to our kids in respect of work helps and I don't want to get too far in this whole like well the millennials just don't know how to work and da, 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 but it's 
there is something to be said about teaching your kids the value of a dollar and the value of what it takes to earn that dollar. And that then allows you to be a lot more respectful in theory of the money you make and earn and, or the money your family makes and earns and where it goes and whatnot. And, and, you know, we always had very real examples of how hard my dad worked for the cash that we had. And so it wasn't like I ever questioned him on his work ethic because that guy busted his ass sometimes at multiple jobs to make sure we had, you know, we needed to survive. Um, and so, there is a, a little bit of a problem with kids not getting a very strong work ethic if you're just going to give them money for particip- for being a part of the program but not actively actively participating in doing any of the hard work. I just don't get how that computes in these people's brains, except for the fact they don't want to discriminate against somebody who can't, for whatever reason, they think can't find a way to get to these events. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's just... But that's just it is I don't feel like if you can't make the time commitment to to show up to even one thing. Then. Why are you even involved? Yeah, even that would be okay with me. Like, okay, we get totally understand you're not going to probably not going to be able to make it to all the events. Yeah. But make it to at least X number of events. Let's say one or two events. Yeah. Pay one or two events and then you have access to the fundraising cash. I would be okay with that because you're making the kid work for that money that they're earning. Yeah. But to just give it to them because they got somebody got the $400 in by a certain date. But my point is that the whole the whole reasoning behind all these rules all them saying all that is that they want to be super inclusive. Right. But if you, but no matter what, if you can't afford the two grand, you can't go. So, so it how can't be inclusive anyway. Right. Like there's no way to make it inclusive. You want to make it inclusive, make it affordable. Right. For families to go in. You want to make it inclusive. Make, make it four hundred dollars a student and not two grand a student. Right. And make everybody participate in the fundraiser. Yeah. Because if you want to go, make it happen. If you don't care that much, then don't worry about it. Like legitimately, if they looked at me and said, "Okay, here's the deal." $400 is what the cash commitment you have to come up with. And here are all the fundraising events and you have to go to all of these or you're not going to be able to go with within reason. Like no, 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 you're I'm saying, sick on the day before the big fundraiser. Um, I mean, well, yeah. Okay, fine. You can, but like budget it, say we are going to have 180 hours of, of time available to you to volunteer. If you don't show up for 120 of them, you don't get to go. Or yeah, exactly, and you know, or 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 take that three grand, whatever it is, and break it down to an hourly rate. Right. And here's the number of hours that the student has to volunteer doing this or that or whatever. But make it so that there is actually a commitment, um, because something something along those lines. Because like I said, I for me, I travel a lot for work. It would be literally impossible for me to attend most of these things unless they're going to be weekend events, which a lot of them aren't. Um, but if I, if you can make it to a certain number of them, that would be fine. But on the flip side of that, if you gave me a clear and concise calendar and there was enough pre-prep and planning into this to say, okay, here are the dates of all of our fundraisers. Here's the times. Mark these in your calendar so you're available. I could do that. I could work my work schedule around. Okay, on this week, I need to make sure I'm doing local trips only so that on this night, I am available for this fundraising event. Right. And there, there are ways, but that's the thing is that they don't ever organize these things that well. It's always this whole, 
fly by the seat of your pants, you know, last minute this. Like, they don't even, like, the, the, this first event is, they, it's going to be a dance. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have this one band there. And that's all the more information they have. Not like a theme, no nothing else, nobody doing decorations. They're just doing a spaghetti feed, too. Yeah, I think. Well, no, they're, that's that was one of the things they brought up. They're discussing it. Mm. It hasn't actually been uh, mm. set in stone yet, so there okay. is no actual thing set up. So it's just like I don't know. It's almost like I would. I wish that, and I get it. Teachers are fuck busy, and it's hard for them to commit the extra time to it with everything else they've already got. But realistically, like if you're going. To, for example, they have this company that's putting on this whole, it's like academictrips.net. Or, I mean, it's some there's some legit company that actually is the one. They handle all the travel. Mm-hmm. They handle all the ticketing. So yeah. then you need to have staff that goes out to these schools and you provide support and you run these events. You do these things and you put all this stuff on something there you know there's got to be a better way to do this i I don't and i'm going to be the first to say i don't have a good answer for right here without you know a lot of thinking about it but it just seems like this is school's been a thing long enough and fundraising's been a thing long enough and these events have been a thing long enough that somebody i wish it was legal for me to be like you know hey if everybody if i get three listings (laughs) i'll sponsor like three kids right you know like right it would be awesome I can't because yeah. legal stuff. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's got to be a more creative solution to this, you know? Well, and that's the thing is like, I, I love the fact this lady was trying to bring in a creative solution with a tattoo mm-hmm. bus and there was a like, shit upon. Shit. Totally. Just she got shit. shit on in the other meeting too. And that's so ridiculous. And I was sitting there going, no, it's actually a really good idea. And people are like, oh yeah, it's really good. And I'm like, so, no, I'm not being, I'm not being facetious. Like I right. actually think it's a good idea. So then I, I, I was getting kind I'm of like, like, do you want to see my tattoos? Like seriously. Well, no, so then I was getting kind of like, I'm like, you know what? I would love to actually spend some time and effort, find a location, set this thing up and then put the thing, put, put a, just a whole bunch of Facebook stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, here's what we're going to do. Tattoo event. It's going to be a fundraiser, blah, blah, blah. And get a commitment going and get these people to show up there and then just have my kid walk in with all the cash that we make off that event. Her, my kid, her kid. Yeah. We walk in. Oh yeah. We self funded this off that uh, tattoo bus. that was such a fucking <laughs> to you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it just paid for the entire fucking trip. So mm-hmm. and flipping the bird as I walk out. Right. Cause it's just like, Think outside of the fucking box, people. Mm-hmm. Come on, this is not that difficult. Like, look around this town. I'm Everybody just is that tattooed. We didn't know about it sooner because I bet we could have made money at the thirteen nights. Uh huh. Park it at thirteen nights, right? And we would have had so many tattoos, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's it cost fifty bucks for a booth space. I'm sure they would have yeah. given us some kind of yeah. yeah. You think you could have that bus out there every goddamn week? Yeah, and the county fair. Yeah. Like, we could have made so much money. Right. We could have funded, like, everybody's DC trips off this. Um, so it was, I just, but it, it was, I, I'm looking around the room, and I'm like, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. You're too stuck up to have anything on your body, <laughs> tattoo. But it was funny, the stuck up one was not saying anything. Like, she was you, she was doing, like, her eye rolling was audible, <laughs> um, but nothing else, you know. But I'm like, you bitches are all tattooed. So let me guess, you think that because it's on a, bus that it couldn't possibly be okay how many of you eat that thai food cart down the road here <laughs> oh you all have tried it okay so um the fuck's your problem again yeah. like it's just i don't 
it's frustrating. And that's why I try to keep a low key as far as not attending most of those things. I know. I very much reasonably ask you not to go to most <laughs> things. But this was one that I'm not passionate about it. I didn't enjoy my eighth grade DC trip. Right. It was pretty much a bust. So I, I don't, if I had my way, I would put my foot down and say, absolutely not right now, right, right. this second. Right. But I'm, I'm willing to at least look at the possibility. But to me, it's just, it's a total waste of time, effort, money that could be going to something way cooler yeah. than a DC trip. I mean, it is not all as cracked up to me. <laughs> and depending on who else the, what makes it or breaks it is who else is going right. and i don't think he has any friends that are going right the only friend that he's really made so far isn't going yeah so meh yeah i'll de- i'll definitely have to play around with it some more and, and figure it out and, and go from there but it um oh it's just like i almost would think it would be like don't just don't do it like, if you're going to half-ass it so hard that this is how you're going to run this whole program, then why are you even trying in the first place? Why not just, if the families want to go to D.C., they'll go to D.C. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just seems like, I mean, it's just so horribly done. <laughs> There's like Even in there, like, the teacher's kind of like... I could be at home sleeping and I, and I feel for her because I get it. I mean, teachers are so undervalued in this country. It's mm-hmm. not even funny, but it's like, if really this is the kind of effort we're going to get out of everybody, then we probably just shouldn't do it. So I'm just thinking of like, I would rather spend 1500 bucks and send him on a really cool trip. Right. By himself. Even like, this isn't even about, I want to go on a trip. Like I don't care. Right. It's about, I don't think he's going to have fun. It's, it can be pretty boring. Yeah. Which he's not good at, good at. But on the flip side, he does enjoy the history of things. Yeah, but we could do a cool history trip. No, I, I'm just saying that that's where the one, like, he might be able to glean something out of it from that, you know, but I don't know. So yeah, it's a work in progress. We'll see. And and the other thing I had in my notes, we'll wait. Uh, we're running up to a we're running up to a, a timeline here, so we're recording on Sunday instead of Saturday like we normally do, and we got some work in the morning, mm-hmm. gets gets places to go. So, um, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and drop it there. But we are part of the podcast collective, mm-hmm. and I probably should have had this pulled up on my phone by now. And yep. I always do this, and we still need to get those. I, I promise, guys, we've had offers from um, our lovely uh, friends overseas to uh, record our sounders for us and I'm working on a script. I just haven't gotten it put together yet. And you'd think that was as shitty of a job as I do on this as <laughs> anyways, that anything would work, but yeah, I'll get it to you here soon and we'll have it going. But the uh, on the podcast collective, you can find such shows as our show on the block, no hope for humanity, the coffin, Joe cast, the sunshine, happy pants hour, 40 going on 14 dating baggage, the internet with Scott, the pool boy, which I just had confirmation. He's got a show that's coming out here pretty quick. Uh, and he's getting back into it again after that little um, life event he had a while back. Um, I am Salt Lake, Mint and Box Cast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, Empty Rant Podcast, and The Rad Dad Radio Hour. So uh, we want to thank all those shows for being part of the network with us. And, and uh, in fact, I'm going to be uh, cross 
hosting on another podcast later on this week. I don't know that he's what, announced it what yet. What did he call it? Um, collective cross pollinization. Yes, <laughs> collective cross. Love yeah, it. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. Did he? Was that on the, one of the episodes, or did he? Uh, no, somebody typed posted? that on one of the posts. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if he. Um, I don't know if he. Uh, has announced me yet as a, as a guest. Not that, not him. No, I'm just saying, the one that's coming up. Oh. So I got another one coming up here. I don't know if they've announced it yet. I think Scott yet. said it when he was yeah, on 14 yeah. going on 40. Yeah, collective cross-pollinization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will uh, I will announce it after it's happened, since I don't know that he's dropped it yet. I didn't forget to ask him if it was okay. But I'll be being co-host on another show here soon. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. And then we have... I don't know, there's nothing really big going on this week, and I think we covered most of the main topics here, so, yeah, I think that's about it. I have my spa day on Tuesday you do, that I bought for myself for my birthday. Yeah, you have your spa day on Tuesday, yay! So, um, you're going to do that, and I'll be here with the kids after I get off work, and it's a, luckily it's an in-town week for me because of the, um, we have lunch and learns, and it, it's a lunch where you learn. Mm-hmm. You get to, oh, I'm sorry, no, it's the other way around. You get to learn while you have lunch. Hey, I'm actually looking forward to my lunch on Wednesday. I eat good when I go to your. Yeah, they usually. Goodness. Yeah, they usually do. They they're finally putting some variety back into it again. For a while there, it was just the same. Like we're going to do Subway, Jimmy John's mm-hmm. Subway. It was back and forth. It was like, okay, I, I literally am a submarine sandwich now. Can we <laughs> like try something else, please? Being a sub sandwiches, I need a snack. So okay, cool. Well, then, in that case, how can they get a hold of us, babe? Uh, email. Yep. Grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Voicemail. 503-609-0375. Or you can use that fancy-ass uh, voice recording app on your cell phone and email it in. Um, our website is www.badparentingpodcast.com. You can find us in the various social medias. Uh, the do-do-do. Why is my... my brain just shut off facebook again MySpace. facebook myspace twitter instagram twitter we're there and we're all and over yes, those things we said MySpace. yes and we we are le- legitimately on myspace he kept saying so, it so often on accident that, that we, we just, just went ahead and made there. a page yep decided to go ahead and do that so we're there and uh yeah we'd love to hear about from you also itunes reviews not just for our show but any of the podcasts you listen to uh, leaving a review, dropping a rating in iTunes, that helps out a lot. It helps the rankings. It helps with your, just letting your pe- people know that your, your, your hosts know that you're actually out there and that it's not just some dark void that you're talking into. Like that girl in high school. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it didn't get a lot. I got the raised eyebrow look from her. The echoey cave. Hello. Hello. Whoa. Nothing. I'm sure somebody will get a good snicker out of that. Just not you. Tonight, if you huh? do, I want to know. Like, I legitimately want to <laughs> know if you snickered when he said that, because I'm going to bet that the answer was no. <laughs> and I'd like to prove a point. <laughs> uh, Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, babe, <laughs> if you don't have anything else to add. Nope. All right. Until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. Wedges in, gets deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what she said. It's all done now. Here it goes.